I'm Kate Daniels. While I do believe we need to honor and support our veterans every day of the year, there are a couple of days that are given a distinction for this, and one is coming up this week, Veterans Day. And I was offered an opportunity to speak with a veteran about his experience in having a service dog, one from America's Vet Dogs. And Joe Worley joins us now to share some important insights. Joe Worley, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Well, of course. Thanks for having me. And as we get started, here we are just a few days before Veterans Day, November 11th, and you are a veteran. You served with the U.S. Navy as a corpsman. Can you give us a little bit of that experience, your history, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. So I went into the military, uh, went into the Navy um, all the way back in 2003. Um, It was something that I'd always kind of wanted to do. I think a lot of people um, at least entertain the idea. Uh, for me, it was an opportunity to to serve my country and then also, you know, maybe do a little traveling, see the world, maybe pay for some college, just sort of hit off all the things that I was wanting to do. And uh, I went into the Navy in 2003, ended up becoming a corpsman with 2-1 Marines, went over to Fallujah, Iraq in 2004 after a whole bunch of training. Um, and my wife was actually five months pregnant when uh, when I deployed. And so... Went over to Fallujah, Iraq, 2004, and as you probably remember, that was wild. And ended up getting hurt on Labor Day and coming back to a three-month-old baby. And that is... (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot to just drop like that. Yeah, I know, but life's been kind of wild for me. And so when you came, you were injured, you lost your leg? Correct, yeah. When I was so... The first vehicle in the convoy was hit with an IED, which, of course, stands for improvised explosive device. I hate that that's a household term now, but I I jumped out of the vehicle and went running up to try to help. And uh, I was actually on foot and got hit by another IED. I remember going up in the air. I remember hitting the ground. I remember everything about it. I put my own tourniquet on. I was able to do a pressure dressing. Um, And... So, yeah, it was, it it all happened all, you know, so fast. You know, the military is all zero to 60. That felt more like zero to 100, though. And, you know, as you describe this, your experience, you are the one going through this. We see this on on news clips. And as you said, you know, you hate that that's become a household word, but, uh, that's almost the way we've become because it's just become too common and it, yeah. it's it's wretched that that's the case and uh, i am uh, i'm i'm so sorry that all all those in military positions need to be going through that and and suffer the injuries like you did and and that was a challenging road when you came back. You have a baby, uh, uh-huh. someone you're just meeting for the first time, but you're injured. That had to be really challenging. We know people use the term identity crisis to mean many things. For me, that identity crisis was going from being somebody who was who everyone came to for help to needing all the help in the world. Plus, I'm a brand new father. I'm trying to be a, a somewhat passable husband at the same time. You know, I'm still young, so, you know, we... You know, we're all still trying to figure it out. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I'm 40 this year, and I, I'm, I still feel like <laughs> just trying to figure things out. 
but uh, you know, it was it was definitely tough on me. It was definitely tough even on my my baby. Um, you know, that kind of stuff affects somebody really early on, and um, and you know, the same thing with my wife, especially. You know, she was not only trying to take care of a three month old baby with basically no help. She was doing it away from her family and, you know, in a hospital environment while trying to help take care of her husband at the same time. So, yeah, absolutely. And so then now you're saying you're 40. You were in your young 20s. I mean, that's a time in life where you just feel like everything's new and exciting and the world is mm-hmm. just laid out before you, right? Well, yeah. And, you know, you, you think in some ways that you're invincible. And, you know, once you get in good into the military, you realize that's not quite true. But the sort of, I guess, the funny thing about me is that even though I was a corpsman, I was a medic, my job was to take care of people when they got hurt. It never occurred to me that I would get hurt, not because I didn't think it was possible, but more just because being the medic, being the corpsman, I figured that I would either live or, or die. I didn't really even dwell on it. I'm not a pessimistic person. I wasn't like having to push through this mental block of feeling like I was going to die or anything that dramatic. I just, it never really occurred to me that I would be the one that got hurt. So there were some challenging months and then years that that came along, uh, adjusting to the family, your child growing up, and, and you're struggling with adjusting to a different body. Is that when you became aware of America's Vet Dogs? So I actually found out about America's Vet Dogs. So there's various organizations that do such an amazing job of trying to help veterans, um, you know, heal. And I, I, they take care of things that people don't realize are so important. You know, health is mind, body, and spirit. And, uh, and you know, when your body gets messed up and you're, you're struggling mentally and spiritually with things that you've been through and, and seen and, and done, you know, you have to work on all three of those things because if you neglect one of them, it affects your overall health. And so, you know, there's these great organizations that will take people on trips and give them sort of a, a battery recharge. And I was on a ski trip um, and went over, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly where I was, in Colorado, you know, somewhere with mountains and snow, you know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> One's like the other. <laughs> and, you know, it's all white and cold. Yes. Um, so I was actually in um, visiting the occupational therapist from Walter Reed because I spent close to a year and a half um, going through physical therapy and occupational therapy. So I went to visit Harvey, um, who was an occupational therapist over at Walter Reed. And he had a facility dog from America's Vet Dogs um, whose name was Deuce. So Deuce is a chocolate lab. Fantastic name for a chocolate lab if you're juvenile like I am. But the, the dog was just fantastic. He was just walking around doing chocolate lab stuff and saying hey to everybody. And then Harvey said, Deuce, come. And the dog's entire demeanor changed. And I got to see him read through some of the, the tasks that service dogs are trained to do. And um, I fell in love. I mean, you know, I grew up watching Lassie and Benji and, and Scooby-Doo. And, I mean, who wouldn't want a super intelligent trained dog, uh, you know, with them? And I put application in for probably all the wrong reasons, not even realizing what I was uh, going to, you know, the help I was about to receive. And I got my first dog in uh, 2008, Mr. Benjamin. That is that is so amazing. So 
it it wasn't just a pet who was going to be there to help you. What what did Mr. Benjamin mean to you, Joe? Oh wow, I, he's 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 definitely one of those one in a lifetime dogs. Uh, you know the ones you you can't help but compare every animal you meet to. Um, absolutely loved working. Uh, he passed away in um, you know last year, and he hit me as hard as as a as a, a human. You know, a human death for me. It was every bit as hard and harder than some. And so, um, you know, he was trained in, in for walking and mobility and bracing, which allowed me to get in and out of the floor to play with my kids. Uh, I'll never forget him running around in the backyard playing with my kids. And he, he would do this sort of like run around this playhouse that we had. And he would like change directions, just sort of like a, a dog peekaboo thing. And and my, my kids always loved that. And, uh, and he had such a good mind for it and was just as gentle as he needed to be and, and playing with him. I'll never forget sitting on the porch knowing those things that he was doing I couldn't really do uh, at that point and, and just being so fulfilled that, that he was doing that as an extension of me. So on top of the, the physical stuff that he was trained to mitigate, which was a life changer. I'd let myself go. I was up to about 265 pounds, and, uh, and so I started – going back to the gym, taking better care of myself. I felt awful asking my wife for more. She was helping me out of the floor when I fell and cleaning up messes for me trying to carry plates in my lap. You know, me trying not to ask more of her ended up probably causing her her more work in the long run. But, you know, Benjamin really knocked, knocked it out of the park in my whole life, just really made changes that I didn't even know I was looking for and that I needed. That that just sounds so amazing, I- incredible. Uh, so, would and, you and say humbling? Oh, okay. And, and you know, and it's such a weird thing, you know. But his whole life was for that. Like that's amazing to me. Like that's so beautiful that his whole life was trained around making my life better. And so, of course, I made his life as great as I could. But it's humbling, and and it should be. Yes. And it is sad when a pet pet passes. Uh, this is he, Mr. Benjamin was more obviously. We've been talking about being more than that. So you have a, a, a new service dog now. Yep, and he is so goofy. And uh, his name is Galaxy with an I E. He was actually uh, sponsored by a classic car club up in New York, <laughs> which is probably a Ford Galaxy. <laughs> Exactly. Right? Yep, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, just with the little that you've shared with us, it seems like this program, America's Vet Dogs, is beyond comprehension and beyond help for those like yourself who need it. And the thing is, it is a nonprofit organization, so they're always needing support, aren't they? Well, they never ask me for anything. I mean, the things that I do for the organization are because I felt that there was something I could do to help. I don't want to take and not put back in. Mm. And uh, they never asked, they've never asked me to spend a, a dime of my own money. They didn't ask me to purchase the dog or pay for training or, or anything like that. Um, I mean, I happily take care of his, his you know, food and, and vet stuff. But even with um, like the vet stuff, you can actually, there's a thing that is, it's not called dog of record anymore. But you can get help through the VA because these dogs are considered mobility tools. Mm-hmm. And so it's, 
you know, through prosthetics, it's almost treated like a cane or a walking device because for many people, and myself included, you know, there have been times where where the walking immobility was what got me walking. And so they, it, we always, as a nonprofit, always need help. And, and you know, which is why I get, got involved. I wanted to educate other people and share because I didn't have the money to, you know, just drop in and, and pay for a dog or, or something like that. And once again, they never asked me to, but I would have been happy to do that if I just had that kind of money laying around. But what I could do was share my story and, and talk to amazing people like you who who want to know more and maybe somebody can hear and, and want to be a part of something huge that's making a difference for veterans' lives. Exactly. And and sometimes I think we just go numb and think, well, what can I possibly do? Well, this sounds like a great way to be involved in supporting America's vet dogs, which are going to bring that comfort, the companionship, the support uh, on all levels, that emotional and physical support that's needed by supporting the the work of training these dogs to be available, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got a huge network of volunteers and, and puppy raisers, people who take care of the dogs when they're young, uh, prison programs and and amazing um, like family-oriented sponsorships of people that and companies and stuff like that that love being involved with stuff like this. We've I've met some incredible people, and to be honest with you, the travel was amazing. It kind of you know, everything got shut down in 2020, but I, you know, I always get to go all over the U.S. and, and meet people and get fed. Oh, I love <laughs> to eat, love to travel and eat and get fed. And, and so, you know, we, networking part is, is a, you know, sort of a fun side effect of, of getting involved. <laughs> That's delightful. So the thing is, Dogs, of course, love treats. They they love to eat as well, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And so Bill Jack is a company that has been a big supporter oh, of America's them. Vet Dogs. Tell us about them. I love Bill Jack. I'll, I'll tell you why. So I got asked, um, this was very early on in the relationship. This was before I got involved with America's Vet Dogs as a, a an employee, and so I was just doing volunteer work, and we got asked to go down to uh, to Florida for uh, Global Pet. And uh, it was with, with Bill Jack. I'd never done a convention like this before, but I was like, it's, you know, it, it's something new. It's in Florida. It's like six hours away, so why not? So I went down and um, spent some time with them, and they treated me like family. I mean, like family, and it was so nice. And so I went back the next year, and it sort of timed out. Um, this one was in New York, I think it was, or I'm sorry, Las Vegas, I think it was Super Zoo, that it was around my anniversary, and I brought my wife up with me, and they treated us both like royalty. I mean, it was just, I mean, they took us out for dinner for, uh, you know, our anniversary. It was just, they're just beautiful people, and their hearts are in a great place, and they've done so much for America's Vet Dogs. I have a million, million things that I could say about Bill Jack, and nobody would believe that they don't pay me to say them. <laughs> I just love Bill Jack. They're just good people. Oh, so that's really, in uh, what, supportive, encouraging of us yeah. to uh, really 
consider Bill Jacks when we think about our own pets, because no doubt Galaxy and before Galaxy, Mr. Benjamin really yeah. w- would not say Bill Jacks, but they'd certainly taste them, right? Oh yeah, no, we uh, we feed our family exclusively Bill Jack, um, our our dogs, um, but you know that's that's just our choice. That's not you know we've never had anybody from uh, from New York call and be like, hey, you kind of be need, need to be using Bill Jack. We <laughs> we do that. Our dogs are healthy, and um, you know we've had absolutely no issues. And I know that they put a lot of work into their food. Uh, they're just amazing people. And they're amazing because they also are really huge supporters of America's vet dogs. And and that's kind of the focus of the conversation here is to the amazing work that is done with these dogs, these support dogs that make your life and the life of so many other returning vets be able to get more on track, if you will, or just live a better life, Right. Absolutely. I mean, it has absolutely been a game changer. I know many veterans that have done, um, made huge strides personally and in everything from going from living in their house, not hardly doing anything to public speaking and, and have come off of some of their meds and things like that. I mean, it's, it, it improves so much of your life, not just the physical side of things. It sounds to me like this is what we would call really great therapy. It is, and it's sneaky. A lot of uh, a lot of veterans don't even realize that they're <laughs> that they're they're receiving the help that they're getting. You know, and that the thing is, it here's another very heartbreaking thing that goes on in our world. Besides, people like yourself needing to go to these war zones. Uh, but coming back and being so badly affected by it and and feeling so lost so to find something that is going to really make a significant help and change in a person's life like yourself i mean this is really uh beyond priceless oh absolutely beyond priceless i mean for me personally it was something that pulled me out of uh, where I was not taking good care of myself at all and uh, and really made a difference for me. And I can't imagine what that's like for people who didn't have the support system I had because I had an amazing support system. So America's Vet Dogs, if we're looking for a way to say thanks, to show our support and and find where we can really make a difference supporting the work of America's Vet Dogs, I think making a donation here makes huge sense. Oh, absolutely. I, it's something that would, if I had Elon Musk money, I, I would be, they wouldn't even <laughs> need donors anymore. I, I would just take care of it. And so that's the thing. Us together collectively can be more than an Elon Musk money. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so that any any amount is going to really make a difference. So um, it, the website is really simple to visit and, and get more information and make those donations. Right, Joe? Absolutely. So, And it is? Do you have that? It one? is vetdogs.org. Um, you can actually visit... Um, Jack site. They've got a Facebook and all sorts of stuff. But uh, you can go to vetdogs.org um, to find out more. You can apply. You can look for volunteer opportunities. There's, uh, and, and of course, donate. It is a nonprofit. 
you know, we, 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 we only function off of amazing people who are willing to, uh, to, to, to do their little part to make up for Elon Musk until he finds out that we exist. <laughs> right, exactly. And <laughs> along with that, we get these stories, including your own story uh, and seeing uh, the, the video and seeing your beautiful dogs. Yeah, I love those guys. It's it, they're so sweet because like Benjamin was such a warm, calm, like loving, huggy presence, and Galaxy's so goofy. Like he's so playful, and he's always tilting his head at you. It's just it's you know they have such different, distinct personalities. Right, and and they are just a member of the family, right? And they absolutely are. Right. That's right. And I would... think my daughter likes my dog more than me sometimes. <laughs> Well, there's something about dogs, you know. They they have an unfair advantage somehow. That that, that yeah. makes kids do that. Yeah, they're too cute. It's, it's hard for me to pull off cute. I'm a, you know, I'm a, a six foot three one legged veteran. Like, I don't, I don't pull off cute very well. Oh well, you know, I bet your wife might say differently about that. Well, she might, but she hasn't been to an optometrist in a while. <laughs> I think you're being very modest, no doubt. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be modest. I can't tell everybody how beautiful I think I am. They'll think I'm crazy. <laughs> I get it. Well, the thing is, you are uh, not seeing you, except I did see the video, but you are a beautiful person doing this thank work. You. You're Well, I thank you. I am grateful that you did serve, certainly, in the, in the, mil, in the Navy, and then you turn around and and do this work where you you also are providing service to make others aware of what exists to make lives really improve and and get on a on a better path. Well, it, it's fulfilling and it's healing. Uh, it honestly is, and so you know, I it, it is a wonderful opportunity for me to be able to. To, to have a positive effect on the world and to use something that, that is objectively awful that's happened to me as something that helps other people. I think that's the dream when you have something bad to be able to sort of flip it on its head and say, well, you know, you think you're bad, but you're actually giving me opportunities and, and letting me help other people. And, and you lose power over me every time I use you for good. Mm. Yes. What an important perspective and insight that is, Joe. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for giving me an opportunity. I mean, honestly, I, I love what I do. It's it's amazing to me that I get to have conversations with interesting people, and it's it's considered part of my job. I <laughs> I love it. Well, let's just take a few minutes and then focus this on. Veterans Day actually coming forward in just a few days ahead of us and uh, how not to just let that slip by as being a holiday, that there, it is significant. Say a few words, say what's in your heart about Veterans Day, Joe. You know, a, a lot of times people ask me the right way to approach veterans and, and they say things like, thank you for your service. And, and, you know, a lot of veterans will complain that it makes them uncomfortable and my response to that is that it should. It should always be uncomfortable. Not because that's a negative thing, but because when you stop, when it's not uh, uncomfortable for you anymore, you've, you've let it get into your head. It should always be something that you humbly served and did. And so, you know, 
Veterans Day is actually, you know, it's named um, after World War One. It was supposed to be, you know, the war that ends all wars. Mm-hmm. And it was called Armistice Day. And so I, I've always sort of taken that to heart to say that, yes, veterans serve, and Veterans Day is to honor those that have served, not to be confused with Memorial Day for those that have fallen in war, of course, but to celebrate those who serve in times of, of peace, to give them peace and to show them love. And so, you know, I'm a loving person. I like sharing love, and that's kind of my focus. And so for me, I love Veterans Day. I think that it's a great time and a, a great excuse to get out and grill, even if it's cold, and, uh, and to be able to express to the people around you that have served and that are currently serving, you know, how much we love and appreciate them. And that's a, a wonderful uh, perspective. Thank you for giving us, you know, just that, your look at it, and of course your experience, which I value because you, you've been right there and just shared with us, you know, kind of the some of the gamut of what you have been through. Uh, so I think, I hope it's going to help us to celebrate in a loving way, as you suggest, uh, come November 11th, this coming Thursday. Yeah. They even gave me all the work. <laughs> so you can get out there and grill. That's what I'm planning on doing. I'll put a coat on if I need to. <laughs> and uh, and I hope Galaxy is going to get some extra Bill Jack treats. He will. You know, those dogs love those treats. And I tried one myself. They're not made for human consumption. I can see why. They're not, they're not delicious for me, but even the bag rattling is enough to send him scurrying across the house towards the uh, pantry. <laughs> oh Well, see, they're really keeping this beautiful animal in mind with making something that's just perfect for them, nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's exactly what they want. <laughs> uh, well, this has been so wonderful to to get this, your particular uh, insights, and I just feel so, so grateful that an entity like America's Vet Dogs exists so that you have had Mr. Benjamin and now Galaxy to help you to really be living the life that you are sharing and wanting to help others to who have been through terrible trauma or well just trauma period to be able to have a better life as well. You know um if if you got a second, I want to say one more thing about that. Yes. You know, when I got out of the military, I, you know, you a lot of times veterans find themselves sort of on an island. They they sort of hide themselves and they sort of push themselves away from other people. And uh, as I've sort of, I guess, matured in my trauma, if that's the best way to put it, I've found that it doesn't so much matter where it comes from. I've been able to closely identify and share love and experience with people that have not been to war, people that have lost loved ones who who, you know, been in bad car accidents or a, a, a domestic violence issues or, or any sort of serious trauma, I've found that there's a lot of commonality. And, uh, and I think one of the finest things about these dogs is they're ambassadors between me and people who don't have my, my experiences. And you can only find those commonalities if you're willing to converse with people who aren't like you. And, uh, and these dogs make that so easy. Mm. Well, that is beautiful. 
the world needs that. We certainly know uh, from experiences around us these days that we we need that reaching out and finding out how we really have so much in common. Excuses to show each other love. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, Joe Worley, you are certainly doing that. I'm so grateful. You, It exudes from you. I, I hope that people will feel that exuding to them through the airwaves as they listen to us. So I am very grateful for your taking time with us today and grateful for all that you have given and continue to give. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity.